It's kind of like Jurassic Park out there. I mean, it's pretty wild. By Jurassic Park, you mean like uninhabited or Jurassic Park like there's velociraptors? Welcome to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. I'm Chip. And I'm Chris. And on today's episode, we are going to do a Otolo Catalina course preview with the Swim Run Monks. They're a team out of San Diego. Sean and Philip, we had a great chat with them. Stay tuned to listen to that later in the show. Yes, but first, we just wanted to give a sincere thank you and a high five to all of our fans for listening and reaching out with all the questions and engaging with us on Instagram and sending the emails and all that stuff. I mean, I'm honestly super surprised by the amount of responses and feedback we've been getting and it's it's just really cool to see the community uh take us in so kind and a big caveat to that i say i'm super stoked that people are reaching out and finding some value in the podcast but you know we're not claiming to have all the answers everybody we'll answer the best (laughs) we can there's people way more experienced than us but we're happy to try to answer all your questions we're going to be putting some stuff on the website that will hopefully help folks out um you want to talk about that chipper Yes, so we're adding content to the, our website, as you might imagine, lowtideboyswithaz.com. We have a new post out, how to qualify for the Otolo World Championships, the Swim Run World Championships. And then we're going to be dropping a little bit bigger piece of content, which is kind of the Low Tide Boys Swim Run Gear Guide or Buyer's Guide for Swim Run type of thing, where... Chris and I will go through all quote unquote essential swim run gear. What wetsuit or is Chris wearing? What buoy does he use? How come? And goggles. And then the same for me. And then we'll go through and kind of touch on a few other things. You know, we also do a lot of trail running and ultra marathon. So touch on some of that stuff, you know, headphones, all sort of kind of recommendations like that. And that will kind of address a lot of the questions that we're getting, we feel, which is what shoes are best and what are you testing out? So we're going to have what we're currently using. And what we're sort of testing area of this page, including like this weekend, we did one of our first or we did our first swim run specific training. And I took the opportunity, as you may have seen in the Instagram stories, to test out the Hoka One One Speedgoat, Evo Speedgoat. Thought those went well. So make sure to, to check out lowtieboys.com for those upcoming posts. And we'll drop those on our Instagram as well. I'd also like to thank a couple super fans. I I, I, I dare I dare say that we already have a couple super fans, Pepe and Florian from Sweden. They've been following us since the beginning, really supportive, uh, which we really appreciate. At this point, they're unofficial Swedish pronunciation coaches and uh, <laughs> and meme suggesters. So thank you guys for listening. It really means a lot to us, and we look forward to meeting you at some point. At some point, yes. So let's get into our training. Training. Oh, How's yes. training been going? Well, if if I don't know if you could tell, but <clears throat> I got a little niggle. I got a little sickness. My Chris's house had some sickness, and it made it to basically the, the town that Chris and I live in. All the kids are yes, sick. Yes, all of uh, Novato, California's children are sick. <laughs> a blanket, just a blanket statement. I it's, think it's true. I think everyone's going to be okay, but yeah. they're all sick. Our our uh, two daughters go to the same preschool, and that's like an incubator for coughs and who knows what. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So so that's been happening. Um, I've also been traveling a lot for work, so it's been really. It's been it's been challenging to try to find pools to swim in, and you know I've been eating in my favorite restaurant, which is great. Room service. Oh, it's my favorite. <laughs> I was like, I love it. I don't remember you talking about this. Um, I, love I think room one thing that Chris does well is when he's traveling, he always tries to get in something for the day. You know, if it's you had a long day at a conference for work, 
just come back, run 5K, just get something in, and that's better than than, than doing nothing. And I think, you know, especially for the time-starved parent or athlete, I think that's a really good thing of something is better than nothing and kind of the consistency. You know, five or four or five uh, 5k runs kind of adds up over the course of a week. And then by the time you're back home the weekend, you, you can get a 20, 25, 30 mile weekend there just by being consistent. Yeah. And it definitely helped. I, I dare, dare I say that we're uh, each other's ac- accountability partners. Mm-hmm. So I always want to make sure I'm doing something. So I'm not feeling like the weakest link um, in the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one thing that we were really excited to do on Super Bowl Sunday, we went out to aquatic park in, um, San Francisco with our what's our swim run suits and all of our stuff to train and we were we were doing some specific training and we did the Facebook live for everyone so hopefully everybody kind of enjoyed that uh, glimpse in and if you're liking those or not let us know and we'll continue <laughs> to do them or not yeah feel it's free to, to tell you. Chipper that he goes on and on on that I thought, stuff. yeah I was really being a blowhard <laughs> yeah so we got in and it was cold I, <laughs> the you, water was cold. You I, were being kind of a pansy. I don't know. I mean, it was cold. It was like 52. It was cold. It was interesting which as well. Which is 11. So, I did the calculation. It's 11. Yeah, C. so it probably took us like 10 minutes to, to get all ready to go in and then another 10 minutes to work up the courage to get in the water. It took me 15. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was pretty cold, and it was a really interesting day because the water was relatively calm, but there was a storm coming in. Yeah. So towards the end, you know, the cove where we swim in was getting choppier and... More interesting. And every pass we did, of, or every swim pass we did, I felt more and more confident. And we did the first two without the tether, and then we ended up putting the tether on just to get a good sense of, of what that's like again. And so it was about a 500-meter swim, and then we would get out and run a mile. Run a mile. And yeah, we did that. We did that four times. A couple so times. Four, four swims and four runs. Mm. Uh, the last run, we cut it a little bit short because just ran straight to the right car. Right to the car. <laughs> Which is, they uh, got you, donuts. Know, you know, you Absolutely. know how it is. Uh, Dynamo Donuts in San Francisco. If you haven't tried them, you should. Shameless plug for them. Yeah. But it was interesting because I remember talking to you when we're, we're running on this pier. Whenever we've been out there training, we've always only been the only people running in our wetsuits. Only the swim. Yeah. And we get all the looks. We've mentioned this before. There's basically three types of people who see you out there. They're just like, who the freak are these yeah. jamokes, right? Or, you know, people think we're Navy SEALs or, or I don't know what. If someone else is in a wetsuit, they're asking what 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 you're yeah. up to. Um, but I remember thinking, you know, as the sport continues to grow, what's it going to be like when we're out there training yeah, and we see year. like another yeah. team out there? So if you're in the Bay Area, you know, hit us there up. There was and somebody we can do that's some in Tiburon, yep, which is just a little bit south of where we are that we might try to connect up with. And yeah, we were in the water, and there was a big. Um, the Dolphin Club and the South End Rowing Club are both around that area. Right. There must have been a big, they swam in from Alcatraz or something. And somebody was in the water and, and we had swam out to the first buoy and we were about to kind of turn it on and then start heading out. And the this guy looks up and he goes, I have never seen that in my life. Swimming with tennis shoes on. <laughs> and I'm like, well... It's called swim run, sir. And I just yeah. swam off. And you were also, you were being kind of moody then. So I yeah, think you were just I like. I was being a dick to him. It's like, there you go. You know, I, I forget yeah. what you, I was. I was busy trying to warm up. So, um, yeah, but it was good. I'm, I felt really good to finally be out there and doing it, putting on the wetsuits. And, you know, it's such a different experience than swimming in the pool. So um, I, I did feel that our long course pool training was really paying off. Felt like I had much more stamina 
for those longer longer swim i was using the big boy paddles as well oh, so yeah. i think uh, i think that's going to work out for the race we're very excited for catalina which is a perfect segue to our interview this week. yeah so this week we chatted with sean and philip from the san diego area and they actually helped the otolo folks design and test this course for otolo catalina so it was really quite the honor to have them on and to hear firsthand as they've done the course a few times already or parts of the course and give us their intimate knowledge and details about it. And they also talked a little bit of gear selection, which I feel is always interesting to hear how teams do things or how certain people like different different bits of gear. Definitely. I, I mean, first, they were just really cool guys, so I'm glad they took the time to be on the show. But it was interesting just hearing about seems like a lot of people in the sport are just sort of iterating as they go along, trying to testing things, what works, what doesn't work. They had some really interesting points, which you'll listen on um, in the interview that's coming up. But it was, uh, yeah, it was great to have them. And I think everyone's going to enjoy the interview. Yeah. And we'll look forward to grabbing a beer with them when we're down in, in Catalina. But I think now we're officially 23 days. What's that, like three weeks away? ish or when the time this episode drops we will be closer to, to two weeks away <laughs> from Oslo Catalina so which is exciting yeah and if you're gonna be there drop us uh drop us a note in an, on our Instagram or send us an email to lowtideboys at gmail.com and we'll make an effort to to get out there we'll be on the island starting on Saturday yes and we'll be we'll be Instagram living stuff we'll be interviewing teams on the fly we'll be doing a lot of fun stuff um, we might even try to find a location to do like an after party yeah uh, we won't be paying for no, anyone's no. drinks <laughs> but we'll be convening how about yeah. that because uh, it'd be great to meet everybody and have some fun after the race before everyone passes out absolutely and with that enjoy the interview with Sean and Philip from the swim run monks on the Otolo Catalina course preview <laughs> So with us today, we have the Swim Run Monks. They're a team out of San Diego, California. We have Philip and Sean. Philip was born in Russia, moved to San Diego in, in 92, um, was first introduced to Swim Run in 2018. His first Swim Run with his partner, Sean, was Casco Bay in 2019. Sean grew up in South Africa, uh, played competitive tennis growing up, even got a tennis scholarship to University of Nebraska. That's pretty badass. And then moved to San Diego in 2015. And in 2017, started doing some swim runs. Seems like a, a typical story being introduced to the sport by Andy Hewitt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was kind of all over the place. And his first race was uh, a Thousand Lakes in Germany in 2017, which sounds like that race just looks amazing. And obviously, he was hooked after that. Sean and, and Philip are ranked number five swim run team in the U.S., which is pretty awesome. And this year, they have a stacked schedule. They're going to Catalina. They're going to Uto. They're doing the World Championships and then a couple of the Odyssey swim runs at the end of the year. So nice. welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having hey, us. Welcome. Thank you. So who's, who's Monk 1 and who's Monk 2? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Monk 1 and Phil's Monk 2. I'm not sure how that, how that became, but that's just how... Instagram I guess days. that makes sense. You know, it, you know, Sean, it, you did it first, so that makes you number one, right? Yeah, Phil, Phil definitely <laughs> caught up quickly. I mean, he's uh, he's 
definitely leading ahead of me on the trails these days. Nice. But Sean's a better swimmer, so he always leads the swims. But gotcha. we're always trying to adjust our strategies. Yeah, well, we'll definitely ask you. We'll have some questions about that uh, a little down in the show. But, you know, we really want to hear about sort of how did you both discover Swim Run and sort of find each other, you know, become partners? Like, how did that story Origin story. Yeah. Yeah, so... Don't go first. Yeah, so... Yeah. I found Swim Run. Uh, I moved um, back to the U.S. in 2015 for a job um, to come around the, the West Coast for a wine company. And, um, you know, as soon as I came out here, I've always been into adventure and uh, surfing the ocean, loved, uh, you know, anything in nature and hooked up with uh, Andy Hewitt and Sean Durkin, who were doing this crazy thing called Swim Run in sort of 2016. And they invited me along for a few trainings. And, you know, as soon as I'd done one with them, I was hooked to you know, by the sort of community, the adventure, the camaraderie, you know, breakfast afterwards, um, just sort of, you know, the, the whole sport and what it was all about. Um, so I ended up doing a few races in California, I think pretty similar to the races to the, that you guys did, and then did my first race um, at uh, Thousand Lakes in Germany, um, which, was, which was awesome. So then, yeah, I've been pretty much doing it since 2016. And then Phil and I, you know, I had uh, my old partner, Joe Graves, we did a bunch of races together, did the world championship. And he, um, he ended up having, you know, similar story to you guys ended up having kids and um, just can't put the time in. And Phil, um, Phil subbed in in a good way for, for Joe. And we've been partners, you know, since uh, beginning of last year, I've been training together most days and did the world championship. And uh, yeah, I had a, had a great adventure. Awesome. And so Phil donned the robe robes. Uh, Phil, what's your what's your backstory there? <laughs> so my story is, you know, um, I'm, I'm I didn't come from the you know triathlon. Me, I used to kind of just run on my own, bike on my own, trails on my own, and so um, was doing a, this um, kind of like group workout for many years called November Project. They have different tribes tribes oh, sure. kind of in mm-hmm. chapters all around the world, and um, got introduced to Sean Durkin. Uh, Andy Hewitt, and kind of we did stairs together on Tuesdays and kind of slowly. Then just one day, Durkin was like, hey, you know, do you want to come swim run? And, you know, I mentioned running, biking, and trails. I'm, I was not a swimmer, period. Not a swimmer, not really interested in it. You know, I grew up kind of near the water, but I would kind of surf and kind of boogie board and, you know, um, in school, but never was not a swimmer. So I was like, ah, you know, let's do it. Let's try it. Why not? So we kind of ran a little bit, we jumped in the water, we swam, you know, I was way behind, it was cold. And then we started running again. And, and it right there, it kind of hit me. I was like, wow, this is actually pretty fun. You know, cause you're running, you get hot, you swim, you get cold and, and you kind of go vice versa. Um, but not good at swimming at all. So it really kind of took me about a year before I even, you know, thought about doing swim run and doing races. And so me, Sean, Andy, and Durkin would kind of, you know, work out and, uh, 18 and then and then slowly in 19 uh, I thought I was ready for some races so that's how kind of I got into it it's because of those guys and just you know just the love of the sport as far as you know switching back and forth well it sounds like you picked it you picked up swimming pretty quickly uh you know with well I took a full year I mean you know I think I could have you know put in some more work but now I mean Sean are really kind of even more serious we're going to the pool you know two three times a week trying to work on our form our speed so doing a little bit, maybe not as much open water as we used to, 
but I think uh, we're kind of, you know, tuning our, uh, you know, skills in the water. So, yeah. And you both have Catalina on the schedule here in the next few weeks? Yeah, we've got yes. Catalina coming yep. up, which we're really excited about. We've um, spent a lot of time helping Andy and Sean sort of, you know, help promote the race and organize it. We've been there since the beginning with, you know, mapping out the course. And awesome. And we're really excited. I mean, it's a beautiful island, crystal clear waters, um, great trail system, just great, um, you know, people on the island. It's it's going to be, we're really excited about the race and, you know, would definitely recommend it to anyone who wants to try out swim run. It's going to be a great vibe. Yeah, for sure. We're, we're super stoked on it and uh, it'll be our first Otolo race. So what, what do you see as the difference between a quote unquote, you know, maybe Odyssey swim run or even the swim run California race and some of the Otolo races in Europe? I think the Otolo races, you know, since they pretty much founded the sport, they've definitely got a little more serious of a feel. Um, you know, you definitely get, uh, since the races are in Europe, much more European. So you get a much more European kind of feel and, um, Odyssey races are also, you know, really well organized and they've gone from strength to strength. So this will be nice to have an Attila race in the U.S. Just sort of solidifies the sport in the U.S. because we've never we've never had a race, you know, so far. So it'll be that'll be really good. So when you guys mentioned that you were sort of pivotal in helping organize, like, can you love to get a little bit more details? So. Do you guys help get permits or convince Otolo to like host a race in the U.S.? Like, what happened? So Andy Hewitt is kind of kind of the master, you know, mind behind the whole thing as far as like you, you know, because you mentioned permits and there's a lot involved with that because you got LA County, you got the Catalina Island, the, the Catalina, you know, Island Company. So there's a lot of kind of moving parts there. Um, so Andy was kind of more like paperwork, more kind of you know red tape. And then he also, um, you know, invited me and Sean uh, a few times out to the island because to map the course. Like we, you know, the course has changed. You know, what you guys going to race in, you know, beginning of March, end of February, is that the course that was, you know, we were practicing maybe a year and a half ago. Um, between the four was me, Sean, um, Andy, and another swim run um, uh, person that we work out with him is uh, Caroline. Uh, we actually went from two harbors all the way to Avalon. And so that was going to be the original course is that we're going to go from one end of the island to oh, the wow. other side. That would have been pretty cool. But because of kind of, yeah, and, you know, and but just that because crazy, of kind yeah. of the, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like Jurassic Park out there. I mean, it's pretty wild kind of in the middle of the island. You know, there's not a lot of people that just kind of hang out there. There's really no trash. So it's really kind of like untouched in some areas. And so the course was going to go through all through there. And it just, um, the suites came out and we kind of looked at everything. And so we, we kind of kept changing it. And so now it has involved in staying into harbors just so, because it's a little more friendly with the trails and the swimming and everything. So I have, yeah. I have a question that I'm sure our listeners, so by Jurassic Park, you mean like uninhabited or Jurassic Park, like there's velociraptors, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or both, is there both? Or both. Definitely. Or both. I think definitely, it's just definitely un, yeah untouched. Yeah. Untouched. Sure. Okay. Some bushwhacking yeah. will have to be done. It's definitely then. a raw. I mean, you know, Phil mentioned about that day when we went from uh, Two Harbors to Avalon. We we ended up getting pretty lost, and we ended. Up, it took us like eleven. I think it was like eleven hours. Phil. Like oh hours. Jesus! <laughs> yep. It's a big day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we ended yeah. up doing. Yep. What was it like nearly fifty miles? Um, Whoa. So we. We but like that was, sort of but like we tried that course before, distance. yeah. We finished, we finished <laughs> exactly. in the dark. We were, I mean, 
water was freezing. It was um, it was quite an experience. We were broken. Wow, Love that almost show. sounds like the first uh, the first Otillo, where the, you know the four guys in the drunk bar, you know, yeah, thirty something hours to finish it or whatever. That's yeah, amazing. there's actually a funny photo in in the like a little bar in Two Harbors, and there's yep. a photo Reef which bar. says the original four, and it's the original four that swam and ran from Two Harbors to Catalina because we don't. We don't know anyone else who's done that yet, so um, we call ourselves yeah. the original four. <laughs> hey, nice. That's amazing. Yeah. But the, there's uh... wild animals there. There's <laughs> wild animals on, you know, there's, there's buffalo, and so they're just roaming around. You know, there is a deer. We've seen deer, so Catalina there'll be fox. times where, you know, yeah. So, you know, athletes will see deer, like on some of the fire roads and other things, and uh, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, if you see roadrunners, but but bison might be out and they're just roaming around. So they're pretty wow. friendly. They're not they're not gonna charge anyone, you know. But but they are gonna be out there. There's times where you're gonna run right by one. Yeah, awesome. I mean for for listeners for listeners who don't know, bison are very docile. They'll they're just chill. They look fierce. They're just chill. They're hairy and they got horns and shit. But you know they they won't do much. Uh, yeah. What, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, as far as the course, like, what sort of water temperatures are should we be expecting in early March? And then you said the terrain; some of it's pretty raw. But if you had to give a a pretty generous ballpark, uh, is it thirty percent fire road, forty percent raw, and pavement, or, or how would you kind of divvy that up? No pavement. No pavement. The whole uh, two harbors has no pavement. It's kind of like, did you guys know the? Um, the one race that just happened here recently, the North Face Endurance Challenge. Oh, we're very familiar with that oh, race. Oh, in San Francisco? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. I just did that race, yeah. Yeah, me oh. too. I did. Which one did you do, Phil? I did the 50K. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I was a little bit broken. My leg was hurting. It, yeah, it took me a little bit. But just imagine kind of, you know, um, maybe like maybe you know, halfway into the course, how it was kind of like fire roads and we we're running, you know, down and then up, you know, over the fog. It, yeah, there's a little I know, bit of I know that. Exactly, I know exactly there's some kind of single trail, but it's mostly kind of like that. Okay. Um, and then obviously, yeah. And then, and then to get down to the water, there'd be fairly technical kind of rocks and you know single trail. And then uh, most of the swimmers are going to be kind of on like little like you know pebbles and rocks. As far as like when you when you get in the water. Yeah, totally. I know exactly. You're talking about Pirates Cove when you're coming out of Tennessee Valley up and over. We're um, we're spoiled that we get yep. to run those trails every weekend. So yeah. Yeah, those are amazing yeah. trails. Spoiled. You know, in terms yeah, of they are, they are. the technicality, it's not um, – there is, like, a decent amount of single track, nice sort of trail running, but there are they are quite a few sort of fire roads. But the fire roads are really cool because the views – there's places where you can see yep. both sides of the island, the ocean on either oh, side, awesome. the sun's coming up. I mean, it's pretty magical. And then the water out there is really clean. You know, often the Pacific isn't that clean. Um, no. You know, we spend a lot of time in the water here and it sort of oscillates between sort of murky and some, some days clean. But Catalina's always really, really clean, beautiful water. Um, and mm. I would say the water temperature will be around 60. Um, so it's fresh, mm. but it's not too cold. It's definitely, you know, after running up, up the hills and down the trails it, it feels really good i mean you um you know yeah don't forget there's there's some elevation so you're going to be high you're going to be probably you know oh, yeah. dropping the suit um maybe walking a little bit you know so you're going to get plenty of uh well for us for us there's there's no maybe on the walking yeah we'll, we'll we're be, hiking we'll be, for we'll sure doing some hiking um <laughs> but uh yeah so so i think that's a good 
and you know that's a good segue to ask sort of like so for a race like this the strategy would be you know on the longer runs probably want to you know take the top of the suit off take your swim cap off kind of get into sort of like a running mode because the longest runs uh 10ks right um i got it right here let me take a look here or it's about the longest one and a half is, or so for the world um, championship 7k distance. okay 7k yeah 7k that's the longest run and then is there one big a, climb or is it or all the trails are pretty there is. rolling there is, there is pretty much kind of a little bit halfway through. Um, there is a huge climb. There is a huge climb. And that's when you probably have to drop the suits. Um, because, uh, we, we already did a practice course here with a few people to kind of, uh, cause the Swedes really wanted us to do kind of, um, like a practice course with our gear and everything and kind of get, you know, times and everything. Yeah. Um, we had a few different teams, fast teams, slow teams, kind of beginners. Nice. Um, and and so we figured out that pretty much yeah like halfway through dude, there's a big climb I want to say it's thousand plus um, elevation if Solid. not more and yeah I definitely recommend to drop the suit there that's the only time I thought is to drop the suit so yeah yeah and you know also I definitely recommend not to burn yourself out too early because the course you start going up really quickly I mean you basically start on an uphill. Um, and it's easy to, you know, you energize, your adrenaline's pumping, but mm-hmm. you get into the red zone, like we've learned in these races, if you get in the red zone too early, it becomes a really long day. So you've got to, sometimes yeah. when you're going up those hills, we call it walking with purpose, where it's like a, yeah. it's pretty fast walk, but just keep that heart rate, you know, don't get it into the red zone too much in the first half of the race. You know, as as you sort of get to the last third or last quarter, that's when you can really gear it up and throw it all out there but early on it's dangerous to do that no i would say just empty the tank you know towards the end yeah because i definitely you know like you start some of these races and you're like oh there's this guy you know like i passed him at the beginning but it's like you gotta just yeah play cool and just you know check out the energy see how you and your partner are feeling sometimes someone might be leading you know and someone's like yeah hey i'm tired you know take over type of thing so yeah gotta pay attention to that yeah that's exactly and i think one of the big things is communicating with your partner because the thing about swim run is you you very rarely feel really good at the same time there's normally always yeah. one person that doesn't feel that great and and that's when you got to communicate and say hey buddy just mind backing off a bit or let's slow it down a bit and it's very easy the guy who feels good often is like let's go let's go um but if you kill one of your you know if you destroy your partner you're gonna you basically you know it's gonna you know suffer as a team so it's trying to keep that communication open and be like, listen, I need to back off a bit or let's hit it. That's so funny because, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, usually with Chipper and me, I'm like off the gate. I usually just want to take off. Like I'm all amped up or whatever. And then, and then I'll fade and then Chipper will sort of clean it up at the end. (laughs) Um, but, but, you know, I, I think, you know, an important thing that, We've already, you know, our show's super young, but we were people are already reaching out to us asking about, you know, partner selection, how important that is. Um, you know, it sounds like, you know, um, you know, Sean, you've had a couple partners. You know, can you give some insight into what people should be looking for and sort of partner selection, or even like where is a good place to find a partner? The solo category is also good for the growth of the sport yeah, too, for sure, for yeah. sure. In my opinion. But but I think you know to really experience it is to do it with a partner. So can you just give us a little history as to what was your story? Yeah. So 
Good question. Um, yeah, I mean, choosing your partner is huge. And a lot of teams have asked us this when you go to races, you know, how the partnership works. And I think one of the big things is, you know, finding someone at a similar level to you that's, that's has the same commitment, um, you know, because often you can find someone, maybe you both similar fitness, but the one person can put in 12 hours a week, the other person can put in three because of his family life or job. So mm-hmm. first of all, like, when you do find your partners speaking about that early on, because it can, it can cause friction, you know, in terms of, you know, how well you want to do, how hard you want to train. And then the other big thing I think is training together. You know, we've met a lot of teams at the races who they sort of, they live across the country and then they've come together just for a race and sw- and swim run takes a lot of practice in terms of your gear, communication, how you work out together. And if you've never done that, even if you're both great athletes, it can, like we've seen teams break down in the courses, you know, start arguing with each other. Um, so it's very important to actually to do some practices um, together and and actually, yeah, try it out, you know, test out the relationship. And then, and then I think, you know, it's also about, you know, you've got to, you've got to think of your partner. You can't be, you know, so sort of self-centered where you just want to, you want to push when you feel great. You've got to like always, you know, think about how they're feeling. Are they injured? Is their knee hurting? Um, you know, it's that sort of dynamic back and forth. You know, Phil on the world championship after the pig swim, I was absolutely exhausted. And then you have to do the 20 K run on Orno Island. Yeah. And I've, uh, I've heard stories about that, uh, 20 K run off pig Island. And that's about a 40, 45 miles total running in that world championship race. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. 10, 10 Ks of swimming. swimming. That Island breaks yep. you. Cause it's, it's like two thirds of the way through the race oh. and you've yep. finished, you know, pig swim which which is a tough swim with the currents and and then you you know hit orno and it's yeah basically a half marathon yeah Oof. in the middle of the day yeah. when it's hot and, and, and i knew that i had to step up so i just said i knew i was gonna kind of you know sean's gonna push on the pig swim and i said i'm gonna take over on the orno island i go well i'm gonna pull you just just you know hold on to the rope and we're gonna get through this thing and so that's what i did <laughs> so, yeah we're we're definitely both hurting afterwards so 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 you guys actually run with do you guys run with the tether yeah. attached? On some of these things, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Catalina, we run with just, the tether yeah. the whole race because the tether's not great when you're running and it's super technical. If you're running on like really technical rocks or in right. the woods because it can get caught on a branch or something. But if it's more open space, it's nice just to keep it on because even if you're running, just pulling the one guy in the front, like a slow pull on the back of the other guy, it, it helps. Yeah, that's yep. a good that's yep. a good thought. Chris has only tried to pull it around my neck to choke me out before. That's that's the only pulling that. <laughs> yeah, there was this one uh, in Casco Bay. Uh, was I think it was like the last swim. Um, you know, the current was super strong, uh, and Chipper Chipper's leading, and he's not moving anywhere. So I just stand up, and I'm just pulling the tether, just like waiting for him to realize. Oh, it was a like, sand. Walk, it was dude. a sandbar. Yeah, the tide the tide was over yep, the sandbar. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yep. yeah I was like, just walk, dude. Yep, it's like you're yep. not moving anywhere. And finally... <laughs> I was swimming in place pretty much, and I look over and I just see Chris's legs. He's just kind of walking along, and he's like, he's just pulling the tether. Like, get up, dude. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I do remember that part. That's so funny. I do remember that part of Casco Bay. Yeah. 
Yeah, we were wow. so we were so done with swimming. We're like, oh, I hope the tide's out so we can just run across this. And sure enough, no, we had to swim another another bit. But it's a it's good a race, but there's a lot of swimming there. It's a good yeah. race, but man, the swimming there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was an awesome adventure for sure. Um, we found that the swimming there was just way more swimming than advertised. So we were was... already undercooked to begin with on the advertised swim, and then the bonus yards didn't help us at all. But. So. I agree with you. I agree with you. There was a lot of swimming there because that was my first race, and we kind of had a little malfunction with our equipment, um, and or I should say more me, and so I definitely felt all the swims. I was not, yeah. So, so obviously, if you if you did Casco Bay, you know the question is, did you guys jump off the dock or or what? Uh, well, in Casco Bay. Yeah, like the first. Oh, no, they reversed the course this year. Oh, yeah. reversed the course. So I actually did I gotcha. it in 2018, and and we jumped off the dock, which okay. was. Which was epic, but then this last year when Phil and I did it, yeah, there wasn't really a dock. Okay. Yeah, so I remember probably, that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. yeah in 2018, we jumped they off did the, the reverse, dock. Yeah. yeah. So right. we, gotcha. we did it with Sean. We did it the year with Sean did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a oh, tough cool. race. Yeah, it was yeah, fun, it was, it was a great, so much fun. great race. I mean, we finished. I was We were absolutely blasted, and I was like, first of all, get me a beer. Two, Yeah. that was so <laughs> yep. much fun. I want to do it again. And it, yeah. I mean... You know, yep. we had been slower than what we expected, but I think that's probably what really hooked us uh, yep. in the sport that that race. Yeah, um, it was funny because you, oh, um, you know, you Ch- know, Chipper and I train all the time, right? So maybe three times a week three we're or running four, yeah. or something, and you know, we always have this kind of banter, constant banter, going back and forth. Um, and there was one point in that race where we just kind of stopped talking and started just doing work. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. You yeah. know, and, and that's and that's kind of oh. where I realized it's like, oh, well, you know, this is actually, you know, we're good partners because we're working together. We're making sure we're taking care of each other and, you know, getting from A to B, which which was important. Yeah. But, you know, we found each other through a triathlon club. Um, and I'm just wondering, you know, San Diego has a pretty, pretty big you know, it's easy to swim and run all the time because the weather's so nice. Um, did you guys, sounds like, you know, it was sort of Andy and Sean that kind of brought everyone together. But where do you see, you know, if you, if someone just came up to you and they're like, I'm trying to find a partner to do swim run, like what advice would you give them? You know, I would say, yeah, anyway, you know, yeah. yeah I, would, I would look at a track, you know, like you said, the triathlon clubs. I mean, I feel like the sport's getting to the point where a lot of people have heard of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, trying to you know find someone of a similar level to you that's excited to learn about it and give it a try and then you know asking them um you know we've put together a lot of teams people have emailed us and sean actually put me together with my old partner joe um so you know there are i would think you know you can ask people in the sport already if anyone knows anyone it's sort of like playing matchmaker yeah it's sort of like dating you know it's like introducing people to each other try it out and then listen to podcasts like like your podcast yeah. and, you know, learn about how to, you know, the equipment, how it works and go and give it a try. Yeah, that was great. Yep. Great answer. What do you see? And you guys have raced in, in Europe and, and in a lot of the Otolo races. How do you see the sport growing in the United States? What two or three things do you think would be pretty key for that to, to see some success similar to how triathlon had a pretty big explosion, you know, in the past? eight to six years in the United States. So I think it's um, the equipment. I think just having more access to it, kind of being more available. I know that I'm trying to a few November project 
uh, people that have signed up for Catalina, but I know that they're going to be struggling with equipment. So we're kind of trying to, you know, help them out and kind of point them in the right direction. I know there's some stuff that's available online, but not everyone, you know, like they don't know that this is better or this is, you know, not going to be as good. So I think just having, I guess, probably more equipment available or, or maybe like a resource for more equipment as far as like the basics. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, they can feel a little more comfortable as far as, you know, going out and actually doing it and, you know, practicing. So I think more of like what you really need for the, you know, for the sport. And then obviously a lot of kind of like cross advertising, you know, between the triathlon, you know, uh, community trail running, you know, the people that do, let's say like Spartan and all these other mm-hmm. kind of, you know, in the gym type, you know, um, exercises, you know, place also just kind of going back and forth because like I was not a swimmer. I just, I ran and I biked, you know, but just cause I kind of fell in love with the sport just by doing it in mission Bay where you guys did it for the first time, literally on the same course, I'm sure somewhere. And, you know, I didn't know that you could go travel and do the sport, but I just fell in love with, you know, so, so just getting more people from other you know areas to try it, you know? So, yeah, I think that's how we'll be able to grow the sport because the triathlon, you know, community is very kind of clean, very neat, very kind of by the rules. Some yeah. of those people, they're, you know, Type they want to kind of a little bit adventurous. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because maybe they're, they do hiking, but it's like, but they love the running and the swimming. So it's like, now we have this other thing where it's like, if you love, you know, hiking and trails and everything, here's swim run, you know. And so it's a little more loose. It's a little bit more adventurous, not so much by the books. And so, um, yeah, just kind of cross, kind of cross um, advertising. Yeah, we we, all, we always sports. say that, uh, you know, swim run is great if you're kind of in your post triathlon state, where you know if that aid station isn't exactly where you, what it's where it's supposed to be, you're not gonna, you know, have a panic attack or something. But I think it's also a great sport, like you mentioned, sort of Spartan and stuff, where, you know, if you're a fit person, if you're a swimmer and a runner and doing sort of poly endurance stuff. You know, this is a great way for you to use your fitness um, in a, you know, sort of a unique sort of adventurous way. But uh, but getting back to gear. So so what gear do you guys use? So we've experimented a lot with gear over the last few years. You know, we are. I feel like we we're are. constantly tinkering. I mean, shoes is a big thing. So we've tried a bunch yep. of different shoes, um, you know, trying to find the right grip with the right sole that has enough padding for, you know, 50 miles can be pretty tricky um you know sort of that can last flow year, that can drain yeah yeah that can drain uh, you know last year we we both landed on the uh Salomons, which the were really good. yeah 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 yep exactly that, with, the, those, with the black with the blue on the back yeah yep yeah we went with the same thing the tough great, thing about those shoot. is when you're doing 50 miles like the world championship i wish the sole was a little thicker because you know, you're pounding, there's a lot of pounding. So it's nice to have a little bit of soul. So we've, we are experimenting with the Hokas right now, the Hoka ones. Um, I actually used them just before uh, this podcast. I did a swim around in La Jolla and used them. Speed, the, the Speed, speed Goats? The Speed Goat Evo. Speed Goat, Evo, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Speed Goat Evo. Speed Goats, yeah, yeah, Evo. Evo. The Evo sorry. is, they drain more. Yep, they're yellow. Yep. I just got, I just wore those for my, I did the North Face 50 in, in November. And those are the oh. shoes that I wore. And I, I didn't even think about having them for swim runs, so maybe I'll... Uh... Well, they float. They float. I mean, I've been using them. They float. They float really they well. Oh, that's good. Yeah. 
And that See, mesh drains is, pretty well then? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the thing is, is like the World Championship course, um, Catalina, you don't need that much grip on your shoes. It, um, it's not as technical as some of these other races. So the Solomons, they're, they're very kind of race shoes, very technical. They're great on kind of a little bit of rock maybe, but we use them for the championship because it was misty and it was raining. And on some of those big exposure rocks, those spikes just weren't the best. We, we should have gone through a little bit smaller spikes and more, you know, mm. padding on the heel. But we're learning, yeah. you know, so you really got to kind of see what the course is all about, you know, and bring a few shoes and see if you can, yeah. This is our favorite topic, but so pool buoys. Um, <laughs> do you guys use some of those, those big old pool buoys? I know buoys? you guys love the pool buoys. I love it. Let I me tell it. you, I mean, it's, I it's, love it. it's, like, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of just like running joke for us, but you know, like we, we've gotten comments, people being like, dude, what's up with the pool buoys, man? You guys are like, you got to take it easy. We, we've only scratched I the think surface they help on out. pool buoy like, memes. You guys, you guys are obviously using them, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we're we're big pool buoy guys. Okay, we had a whole just, DIY yeah, session yeah. Uh, yeah. one night, and um, yeah, but I know they have the big. I call them like the Euro the Euro buoy. It's like two or three glued on each other, and they're wearing it on their backs or something. Yep. I mean, there's that, and then yep. they kind of have yep. the pontoon style with the almost two tubes, and then you know your traditional or you know what you think of your normal swim pool buoy. Uh, where, where do you, what camp yep. do you guys land in? Well, we, you know, it's interesting. Uh, it's a good question yeah. because when I first started off, none of us used pool boys, Andy and me and all of us were like, nah, you don't need those, that huge hassle, you know, running around with a pool boy. And then I guess one of us tried it on training or race and everyone was like, okay, you got to use them. They make a huge difference. <laughs> and then we've noticed in the sport, guys have gone bigger and bigger, um, and now they've obviously restricted the size of the pool boy, yeah. so you can't have like a, you know, massive pool boy between your legs. Um, but you know, the best thing that can help you float. I mean, it definitely keeps keeps you up in the water. It makes a huge difference. Um, so we've, yeah, we've been using the Arc ones, um, mm -hmm. which are really good. Which you know we think are super high quality. It's a beautiful pool buoy. Yeah, it is say. a good looking pool buoy. Yeah, it is. And it's the perfect size. It's the perfect size. Although at the World Championship, I did see people use the arc double. I mean, they glued two of them together. So Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? But but they for sure help. I mean, it brings your feet and heels out of the water. And, I mean, it, then you kind of just keep your head down and then just, you know, use your arms and you're just able just to go so much faster. Um, the guy from Slow Twitch, I forgot his name, but he runs Slow Twitch. Damn. He did a whole pooboo. I'm sorry? Dan Enfield or uh, Herbert? Herbert. Herbert. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because when we were at the um, the, the race in Washington, um, Orcas, Orcas Island, Island, he was talking about, yep, yep. He was talking about that he did this whole crazy test with Pobuis, and he did the, the double glued, and he did all of them, and he said it shaved a lot of seconds off his time in swimming. And mm. so, and that kind of reassured me that, like, yeah, Pobuis, are good and obviously if he can go bigger and go for it because he did a really good test and he's like it for sure helps the bigger the better so there's a reason why otello you know restricted the size because because they help you do get an advantage yeah, yeah. it does it really does yeah. right and then and then if someone's gluing two together then some team's gonna go shit why not do three and then you know it's yeah. like an arms race it's arms race yeah. pull buoy race <laughs> <laughs> well, i have a whole new exactly. idea for memes coming down now 
Um, I was so, just about to say, uh, I'll take the credit for that. No. Yeah, we'll, we'll be sure you to tag it. him. You yeah, got you it. got it. Um, are you are you guys using the shin guards or the shin floaties at all? Uh, I we use those in Casco Bay. Um, and if it's a pretty technical run, I could see that being helpful from from sticks and and stuff on on the trail. But if it's not too technical. What are your thoughts? We've been using well, I use the like the long Attilo socks, the tight socks, just because it like helps my calves, and sort of maybe adds a bit of warmth. Um, we haven't tried like the actual like floaties on your on your shins or anything. Mm-hmm. I I tried on the World Championship. I tried these like arm these like things on my arms because I wore like a sleeveless wetsuit, but they kept coming off. And you know sometimes the less gear. You don't want too much gear because you end up hacking around the whole race and it takes your mind. Yeah. So like, you know, with a pool boy with a wetsuit and paddles, you've pretty much got enough to worry about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And if you're using and if you're using the Salomon shoes, I mean they're fairly light with a good pool boy, you're gonna be floating. But with the Hokas, they float even more, you know. Wow. So So you probably don't even need them if you I'm gonna try those out now. It really is. It just you know, keep it simple and really know your gear. You know, literally know how to take off the wetsuit, take off the, the tether, eyes closed while running. I mean, you got to do practices to where you're looking forward and you're doing everything. You're, you're taking your jersey up. You're taking your swimsuit down. I mean, you really got to know your gear. Keep it simple. That's, yeah, for sure. That's a that's a really great point, Philip. So how many, how many workouts a week are you two doing as a team? We're doing at least between four to five during the you know weekday you know we we do in uh, in the mornings about six thirty to about eight and then on the weekends we really, we really try to do a swim run practice or okay. we do a long run or, or we do a long swim so but for sure Monday through Friday we're obviously uh, going to the pool going to the ocean trail running so okay. sometimes we throw in the bike Tuesdays we do stairs it's mostly uh, in the mornings for about an hour gotcha so kind of hit and then so it sounds like once a week you're doing a swim run specific workout where you're doing some transitions uh you know you're doing a swim and then a a 2k 3k run and then doing a swim or something like that yeah at least once a week we um we're pretty lucky down here we've got a good little crew and we work out together you know most mornings or you know at least four or five times a week we'll get together work out and we mix it up sometimes we'll just do an ocean swim sometimes we'll mix in a little swim run um, and then we always do like a breakfast afterwards, some good banter. It's always, it's always a good way to start. Sounds the like day. a good time for sure. It's uh, a great time. If, if, I mean, if you guys are ever down here, definitely join us. Um, we, we have some good laughs and good adventures. And then, yeah, like the weekend we'll, we'll try to do like a two or three hour swim run. Um, you know, if everyone's in town or a few of us are, and it's always good fun. La Jolla is a great, like I just did one before I came to talk to you guys with Andy and the sun is coming up, water's beautiful, you know, there was some pretty crazy tides and currents which which made it fun and surfers swimming between surfers and uh wow, nice. crazy people doing yoga on the rocks and yeah, I mean it's it's a good way to start the day. We just have uh seals up here to worry about in the bay. Yeah. Were you uh, Sean, were you actually up here in a aquatic park this week, right? I was, yeah, yeah. I came up for business uh, on Thursday and Friday and then did a little swim Friday morning, which was Slightly chilly, but beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. our go-to spot, that aquatic park area that you, I believe you posted on Instagram or something, uh, swim, 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 run monks. 
on Instagram. Yeah, we yeah. should do a little. I come up there quite often for business, so I'd love to uh, swim with you boys. It would be, oh, hell yeah. It's always, yeah. Great. It's always a highlight. Uh, we didn't touch on the wetsuits uh, yet. So what are, you, what are you guys choosing for, for wetsuits, and have you experimented much with that? Are you going long sleeve, short sleeve, sleeveless? So we've experimented quite a bit with wetsuits as well. We um, Since we we a little bit bigger guys, maybe, um, we actually like the cold water. So we, we've we always pretty much done like sleeveless, uh, like cutaway wetsuits where your arms are free because – I feel like I heat up on the runs. I heat up hugely, so I can't have a too thick wetsuit. Um, so we've, you know, we've sort of started with Synergy. I tried the Arc suit a number of times. Then for the World Championship, I used this like uh, O'Neill. It was like a diving two mil suit, which was probably oh, not wow. warm enough, but, but it was good to to run in. Interesting. Um, right, because if you're running a half marathon, I guess you don't want six mils of, of neoprene for too long. That would uh, yeah, cook you. Your, your hips take a beating. You know, like when I did the World Championship the first time in 2018 and I had the Synergy suit, my hips on Orno just, I mean, it's like a rubber bands around your hips for yeah. 45 miles. So you want something that's stretchy. I mean, the new suits they're making these days are, you know, they change the the um, the thickness in different areas like the arc suits are really thin around the hips and legs and then thicker on the chest. I've noticed Roca doing the same thing as well. Have you got a chance yeah. to try that suit out? I haven't. No, no, I've seen it. Looks like a great suit. Um, I'd love to have a try. I haven't tried it yet. And Philip, what are you going with? So I kind of um, I've been with uh, using Synergy uh, sleeveless suit. Uh, it's, it's something that Andy gave me. So I like it because I really need sleeveless. I don't like sleeves. Um, I, I just think it just kind of like restricts my swimming. Um, but Synergy, you know, they're definitely making a suit specifically for a swim run. Um, we kind of had uh, a few prototypes so, sent to Andy, and so we all tried them and we gave him some feedback. So I think that's a suit that they're really listening to the swim run community, you know, because they're sending to a few different people and we're all giving our feedback. And, I mean, they're really spending the time and energy and money to build a really good swim run suit, you know, with the pocket in the back, with the more flexible hips and um, kind of up top, you know, it's not going to be so restrictive on the neck and, you know, you know, giving you rashes. So they got a really good product coming out soon. So you should definitely, you know, like look into that. Yeah. So for everyone that's listening, we'll make sure to link these in the show notes, yep. as, you know, as much as we can find so that people can check them out. Um, well, you guys yeah. have a pretty yeah. stacked race schedule. schedule for this year. Um, you know, sounds like, you know, you've done a bunch of races, you guys just gearing up for the world championship. Is that everything you're doing sort of building towards that? Yeah, so, yeah we know, are. Yeah. And you, yeah, yeah it's, we'll put our name, you know, in the lottery. And so hopefully we, like, we get picked, you know, that we get a chance to do the world championship. So that, yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. The, um, the world championship is always fun to work towards. Cause it's like, you think about it the whole year because it's such a big race and so challenging and just like you know a mental mountain and it's something that you know you sort of think about most of the year you know we we trained months in advance last year for it um the first year i got in i got in like two weeks before so i couldn't really prepare as much which was which was pretty tough but um yeah, it's something that you really got to get your head around and you got to put the time in, you know, time on the feet, time in the water because it's, uh, it's a long day out there. 
Yeah, there's yeah. probably there's no way to there's no way to fake that. Yeah, you can't fake a, a yeah that that much work. Awesome. No. Well, we but you know a, what? You know what really you know what helped us on it was always eating at the aid stations. Just you got to eat at the aid stations oh, because yeah. you're swimming, you're running. I mean, we were kind of bogging at the beginning of that world championship, and as soon as can we realize we got to eat more, it just became a little more easier. You'd be surprised. Even if you don't want to eat, you got to eat and drink. Yeah, that's a very good point. Same as same as Catalina is like anyone doing the race. Definitely fuel up on the aid stations, even if you're not feeling hungry. Because <clears throat> body's burning so many calories, and the water keeping warm, and the wetsuit up the hills. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Because when it's too late, it's already too late. So don't get. That <laughs> when it's too late, scary. it's yeah. too late. I love it. We might have to put that on a yeah. bumper sticker for you guys. Yeah, that's our next T-shirt. Um, great. Well, uh, I think we might see you at a few races this year. I think our schedules are, are synchronized at least at some point. But we really appreciate you guys coming on uh, our podcast and and chatting with us and sharing your your wealth of experience. Uh, on both swim run in general as well as the Catalina course. Yeah. yeah thank you very thank much you. for having us. Thank you. Yeah. Great to meet you guys. Sweet. Yeah. We'll see you. Out together. Yeah. We'll definitely make that we'll, happen. Uh, we'll grab a beer down in Catalina where I'm staying on the <laughs> island, Chris and I. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll grab a beer with you on, on Sunday if, if you're around. We definitely oh, will. Oh, for be. sure. For sure. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. For thanks, sure. guys. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Have a hey, good thank uh, you. rest of the day. Yeah. Have a good Sweet. one. Thank you so much for listening to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review if you're so inclined. You can also sign up for a newsletter at lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z. Check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. And if you have any questions or suggestions, send us an email to lowtideboys at gmail.com. Yes, we'd like to thank Writing Easy Records for our intro and outro music. And, of course, our wives for their ever-loving support, tolerance of our hobbies, podcasts, and endurance activities. Finally, you can support our efforts on Patreon. And until next time, get out there and go for a swim. And then go for a run. And another swim, most likely. Probably another another run, for sure. Yep, yep. And we'll and just keep swimming. it going. Just yep. keep going. Yep. Don't stop. Don't Won't stop. stop. Don't stop. Won't stop. <laughs>